Good evening, New Beginnings family. Let's rise and lift up a hallelujah. Amen. Come on, we all got a story. Let's sing it. I saw Satan fall like lightning. I saw darkness run for cover. But the miracle that I just can't get over, my name is registered in heaven. I believe in signs and wonders. I have resurrection power. Still the miracle that I just can't get over, my name is registered in heaven. Yeah, my praise belongs to you forever come on it's our story this is my testimony from death to life because grace rewrote my story i'll testify by jesus christ the righteous i'm justified this is my testimony this is my testimony Let's all come together, one voice. Come together, sons and daughters. Bought with blood and washed in water. Sing the praises of the Spirit, Son and Father. Our God will finish what He started. Yes, our God will finish what He started. testimony from death to life cause grace rewrote my story I'll testify by Jesus Christ the righteous I'm justified this is my testimony this is my testimony Come on, you're still alive today because he still has a purpose for you. Come on. If I'm not dead, that you're not done. Greater things are still to come. Oh, I believe. If I'm not dead, that you're not done. Greater things are still to come. Oh, I believe. If I'm not dead, that you're not done. Greater things are still to come. Oh, I believe. If I'm not dead, that you're not done. Greater things are still to come. Oh, I believe. Come on, one more time. This is my testimony from death to life. Because grace rewrote my story. I'll testify. By Jesus Christ the righteous, I'm justified. This is my testimony. Come on, sing. This is my testimony from death to life. Which grace rewrote my story. I'll testify. By Jesus Christ the righteous, I'm justified. This is my testimony. This is my testimony.
welcome new beginnings. Amen. Welcome in church. We want to welcome you to the house of the Lord. Amen. Tonight we're going to worship his name. Amen. And we're going to give him thanks. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Let's thank him with our worship tonight. Sing it with me. Say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the way Sing it. that you love us, how you love us. Say thank you. Thank you for the way you have made us. We were created for your pleasure.
we give him your thanks tonight? That's right. We thank you, Lord, for the way that you love us. We sing it together. Thank you for the way that you love us. How you love us. Thank you you love us. Give him your thanks tonight. Come on, sing it. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Thank you for the way that you love us. Oh, you love us. He's been faithful. Thank you for the way that you love us. speak about it and we sing about it tonight Lord we thank you Jesus come on we celebrate it I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind cause I know there is peace within your presence I speak Jesus speak the name of Jesus till every dark addiction starts to break declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus
Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Come on. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name.
is burn like a fire. Lord, let the flames of your Holy Spirit, Lord, burn like a fire within us. Would you fan the flames, Lord, of your Holy Spirit in this place? just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind, because I know there is peace within your presence, I speak Jesus. voice. Amen. Because there is power in your name for that freedom and that hope that we need. So Father, we pray as we come together in this place, Lord, that we set aside, Lord, everything that might be wanting to keep us, Lord, from being in this moment with you. Cell phones and the distractions, Lord, and whatever happened on the way up here, Lord, no longer relevant, Lord, because you're present and we're in your presence, Lord. We are in your presence, Jesus, and nothing else matters. Let us glean, Lord, from the Father, from your truth, from your wisdom, Lord. Thank you for this time of worship, Lord. Thank you for the ability to be in this place with my brothers and my sisters, Lord, to speak, Jesus, to help one another, Heavenly Father. Now, Lord, as we continue with the rest of our service, Lord, we just can't wait to see and know and just witness rather, Lord, what you're going to do in this place tonight, Lord. The transformations, Lord, that are going to happen through your word, through this time of worship, Heavenly Father. And for that, we give you thanks, Lord. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Will you give an amen tonight, church? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God is good. Amen. Church, why don't we take a quick moment and just welcome one another tonight, church? Amen, my brothers and my sisters. Amen. Well, we want to welcome you into the house of the Lord tonight. Uh, I will introduce myself. My name is Michael Romero. I'm a worship and arts pastor here at New Beginnings. And I say welcome to you here in the house. And those of you sitting literally in your house, maybe uh, you might be listening in in your vehicle. But we, wherever you might be, uh, within the sound of my voice, we want to welcome you into His presence 
uh, because where two or three are gathered, uh, the Lord is in the midst. Amen. And he is here tonight, and we thank him for that. Hey, church, uh, I may be a little biased when I ask you to do this, but can we, can we just celebrate our worship and arts department? Because it, it's not just the band up here, right? It's the sound techs. It is our, our people that are helping us with the lyrics and those helping us with the stream. And uh, we just thank them for their tireless work. Because you have no idea how much work goes into what they do. And we want to celebrate them. And we say thank you. We don't say thank you enough to every single one of them and all our volunteers. Thank you so much. And if you want, while we're talking about volunteer, you want to get involved, we ask you to get involved. Uh, man, every single one, you know, every single one of our departments is in uh, a lot of need right now. You, you name it. Uh, if you ask, don't, don't come up and say, do, 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 do the children need? Yes. Do usher? Yes. Secure? Yes. You, youth? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I just, you guys remember that Toyota guy from the commercial? Yes. Yes, I'm that guy, right? You ask about volunteer. Yes, you got a heartbeat. Yes, you know we we need you. So we, but hey, talk to us about that, and I'll tell you how to get involved here in a little bit. But I want to talk to you just a little bit, church, about kind of some some of the things that are going on. Uh, but before I do that, I have a special message for you. Rope. Church, Cindy and I want to let you know we want to thank you so very much for all your prayers and support that you have just poured out to us. We're here in Lubbock, two more days. Friday morning, they take me in and uh, they give me a new hip and I'll be ready to rock and roll. Guys, thank you for your love. Thank you for your prayers. Listen, I'm not going to be at the pulpit for a few weeks, but I expect you to be in the pews. I expect you to be in those chairs supporting and cheering on our pastoral staff that's bringing forth the word. I expect you to continue to be faithful in your giving and your attendance and in your service. God bless you, and we can't wait to be back in town to give each one of you a hug. Well, there you go. For those of you that didn't believe me when I was giving your updates... I'm just kidding. You believe me. Pastor Richard, you know, of course, you know, he, he just misses you guys so much. So he sends, of course, his greeting uh, and continue to pray for him as he goes into his surgery uh, on Friday. And we're so excited about that. And uh, can't wait. We got our message uh, today. Uh, you and I, we just got it. So we got the message from old Pa from dad. And he said, why, why, you better keep going to school. You better not miss any days, right? So, yeah, he's uh, so excited. So, uh, thankfully, that's kind of what's going on with him. And, of course, we'll continue to keep you updated as developments happen with him. But uh, Friday morning, I'm sure it will be an early check-in for him on Friday morning um, as he goes into surgery. So, pray, 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 as he would say. Amen. So, church, a couple of other things that are happening. Uh, we want to remind you that this Sunday, uh, if you have children in youth that have ever participated in youth, um, uh, Brother David Sanchez, why don't you come up real quick? Why don't you grab my microphone right over here, my brother? And why don't you come up and give us an idea of what's going to happen this Sunday? We have an open house for, uh, in our youth department. So, if you have a young person between 
the sixth grade and twelfth grade, there is an open house. Talk to us about what we can Absolutely. expect, Brother David, on Absolutely. open house. So first of all, we're going to have some snacks there, of course, because we, we can't Don't just let the shirt distract you. He's right here. <laughs> Uh, what's it called? We're going to have some snacks there for sure. We're not going to leave you all hanging. I know you have those donuts in the morning in between services, but we'll have a little refreshments for us in the youth area. But basically, after second service at 1230 p.m., we'll be having a, a, an open house for you guys to come and, number one, see what the area looks like. You know, like, where are we sending our kids off to, you know? I, I just realized more and more, uh, a lot of you guys haven't seen the youth area, you know? And I want to give you guys an opportunity to see it. We just got some new games installed, and we're super excited about all that good stuff. So number one, we'll be showing you the area. Number two, we'll be giving you kind of a, uh, basically some examples of what it feels like to be in youth. We're telling, we'll be telling you what we do on Wednesdays, what we do on Sundays, and more than anything, we're casting a vision uh, for what we're doing in 2023. Because how many of us know, church, uh, the youth are always, always, always running, always up to something. And so we, we want to use the momentum we've built from last camp, from last IYC, to keep moving closer and closer towards Christ. And so uh, we basically are using this meeting to let you guys know when camp registrations open, what that looks like, fundraising for all that. And also we want to offer some more opportunities for parental involvement. If you would like to maybe be a small group leader for the youth area, uh, like Pastor Mike said earlier, we always need volunteers and also in the youth that is true. So if you're also just... What a nice way to say, we need your help. We need your help. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but basically, it's your opportunity to come and experience what it's like to be in our youth group and to uh, know all the information for this coming year, 2023. Oh, yeah. Very important piece of, the, of this, Brother David, is they get to meet not only you, mm-hmm. right, but also the youth leaders. Oh, the whole right? team. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we have a group of about seven youth leaders, uh, seven adult youth leaders. I call them AYLs adult youth leaders who help us out during the week and it's like it's not all me you know so i want you guys to be able to get to know some of the adults who who we've trusted with uh, with your kids um and i'm just super excited for y'all to be there and to to show off show off the crew and show off the youth you know thank you brother david i appreciate it thank you thank you so much for sharing so if you that's right and so if you have a young person that you want to maybe say i want you to begin to get involved Bring them by on Sunday just to say, just, hey, just, just check this out. This is what it's about. And that way they find out. And they get to meet with them. They get to have a one-on-one, not with just the, the director and the minister, right, but with the entire team. Uh, and they also are going to introduce that new hole in the wall that that ball had when they were playing. What is it, that game that you guys play with that little court that you guys have with the David? Gaga ball. Gaga ball, the new, the new thing. All the kids are doing it, right? Gaga ball. So, gaga ball, right? So, that's, that's exciting. Uh, Sunday, so church, don't forget, men of God, also the 27th men's rally here at New Beginnings. We want to invite you to do that. So, we want you to get more information, and you can sign up on our website as well. You can get all that information. Tickets are $15, all ages, and all age groups are welcome. So, it's for all the men of God. So, men, it's a great opportunity for you to minister, not only to just, or fellowship, rather, with other men, but also to minister uh, and bring a buddy along, Okay. Uh, baptisms, January the 29th, and you can sign up. Uh, so that's the last Sunday of this month. Also happening that day is meet the pastors in room 106. And we've talked a little bit about that, maybe sometimes a little bit agnosium. And so it's just how important it is for you and I to get to know one another um, and the vision 
of the church, where we started, where we came from, where, where we're at now, where we're going, and then you get to know us a little bit deeper on a deeper level, the pastoral staff here at New Beginning. So we would love to do that as well, uh, both on the 29th. And how can you get involved? How can you sign up for baptisms? How can you sign up for child dedications? You can do that by scanning this awesome QR code. Uh, this QR code that's behind me and on your screen at home, all you got to do is sign that up or scan that. And by scanning that, you just fill that out. And you just let us know what area you're interested in, right? Whether it's baptism, whether it's getting involved, whether it's uh, just asking a question or even a prayer request. You can do it that way. Uh, if you just have a general question, just, hey, office, reach out to me. Give me a call. I have a question. Um, you can just do that. And our front office will call you and say, what's up? What's happening? How can I help you? Uh, any which way we can help. But that's how you get involved. That's how you connect with us at the front office, with us, your pastoral staff. And that's how we would love, love, love for you to get involved. One more thing I wanted to talk about is a lot of you um, have been asking about our food pantry. Um, our food pantry uh, is almost up and running. It should be up and running right around the middle, of, middle to late February. Um, this is, we're talking about our weekly food pantry, about our Tuesday and Thursday food pantry. Um, it, it's a huge help to our community. It's such a huge help. And food is slow to come in, um, even from our, our big, our, our big uh, providers, our big vendors, uh, because Roadrunner Food Bank, they are low on food as well. And so that's slow to come in. And so we're s slowly getting that up. And so we're, we're just about to kick that off. So we're hoping that about the middle of February that'll be up and running, okay? Just so you guys know, and that way you can tell the community that you minister to in your ministry. Uh, church, speaking of uh, the food pantry, a lot of you who were involved, uh, you knew who Ernest Vassal was. Uh, Ernest Vassal, with dear brother in the Lord, has passed on and gone on to glory. Uh, Brother Ernest was uh, the main man when it came to the food pantry, and his name and his service information is up on the screen uh, before us. Um, and if you would love to attend, um, we, we would love for you to be there. And it's going to be this Friday, and it's going to be at, uh, at uh, Vista Verde Park in Rio Rancho. And uh, that's going to be Friday. And it'll be at 2 p.m. So we would love for you to join us there this Friday, like in two days. If you have the opportunity to be there, uh, that would be awesome. I know he was a dear brother and a Lord of ours, a faithful, faithful servant of the kingdom and New Beginnings Church. And if, if you knew him, if you appreciated his work, uh, if you just want to honor his life, we'd love for you to be there with us as well. Amen. So with that, church, we say again, and to remind you of our tithing boxes, they're in and around this congregation, and the ways to give electronically are on your screen. If you have not done that yet, ways to give on text message via our app or our online platform, you can do that before tonight ends. We'd really, really appreciate that, and we thank you so much for your faithfulness and for your obedience and for your continued support of the ministry in New Beginnings. Amen? And with that, church, I turn it over because I've been on here too long. Uh, I turn the pulpit over to tonight's speaker. Will you please help me welcome tonight's speaker, Pastor Eddie Miraval. Pastor Eddie. Thank you. Brother David said uh, we got to release. Thank you, brother. We've got to release the youth, if you can go. 
God bless you. Hey, that's half the church going. Come back. I love that scripture when they said, I was glad when they said, let us go to the church. I rejoice. I hope that you're rejoicing today. My name is Eddie Mirabal, and I am the pastor of pastoral care. I visit people at the hospitals, uh, rehabs, shut-ins, uh, people who are in hospice, uh, almost anywhere, really. Uh, but I thank the Lord for the ministry that he's given me. And uh, I thank the Lord for you guys today. Are you glad that you're here today? Yeah. Amen. Thank you. Brother Richard called me and said, Hey, Brother Eddie, I need for you to do the pulpit. And I said, Oh, I get nervous when I do that because I have souls in my hands. But um, he told me that he's starting a new um, series of sermons on unmovable faith. I kind of added to that by saying, unmovable, unshakable, our faith. So tonight when I'm going to, Brother Richard said, if I could talk on unmovable faith, and I said, wow, unmovable faith. We either get moved or we move toward God. You know? Because we don't, we don't want our faith to be unshakable. Even when we're Shaked up, something happens in our family, uh, we get sick, uh, uh, some, sometimes uh, uh, we lose family members unexpectedly. And one of the things that shook me up some time ago, it's been almost, it's been over two years when they took, a couple of young people took my grandson's life and they murdered him. And it shook my faith, but it didn't move me. I didn't hate him because God had said, I will take care of you. He says, justice is mine. I shall repay. Yes, it hurt deeply. It crushed one of my sons deeply that he almost left the faith. But through God's help, he's, he brought him back and he is still here. He's here today. And his faith is unmovable. Things like that. The devil wants to do all kinds of things to, to keep us from moving on towards God. One of the things that I want to say tonight is that one of the things that, that helped my faith not to be moved and it built my faith greatly is that I got saved when I was about 23 years old and God called me into the ministry. He was already calling me and I kind of, I can't believe that he's calling me uh, to the ministry. You know how, uh, I don't like this, but uh, that, that's the way it is. You know how when you graduate, they have this list of, of, of all the, everybody that graduated. By the way, I did graduate. <laughs> but uh, they had the ones that were supposed to be all successful and those that were not going to be successful. Guess where I was? Don't say it. But you know what? With God, all things are possible, man. I was able to go to college and graduate with a Bachelor of Science and a minor in Applied Theology. I had two little babies that I went with 
well, I'm not counting my wife. She wasn't a baby, but anyway, uh, you know. But she, when God called me into the ministry, I believe that she called her also. I believe that she called her because she helped me a lot. I wasn't all that great in, in studying. My, my, in, my, uh, uh, my English was great, but uh, what was it I'm trying to say is that um, I couldn't spell very good. I don't, know if that's, I don't know if that's good proper English even that. But you know what? They, I, they put me in a, in a class that was called bone English. Like, can you get it? But I, I didn't even know what my vowels were. E-I-O-U. I'm serious, man. But I found out because I was, I was playing Scrabble and they said, hey, get you a vowel. A vowel? What's that? A-E-I-O-U. I said, whoa, that's why I can't spell. You know? But anyway, I want to tell you, brother and sister, that me and my wife, we had a brand new house. I had a good, ah, fairly good job. And when God called me into the ministry, we loaded up the truck and the U-Haul. Remember the Beverly Hillbillies? No, don't say that. Don't. You don't remember that. But anyway, we did. We, we, I, I, I remember distinctly when, when I told my coworkers at work that, that I was going to Gulf Coast Bible College and I was going to be a minister and I was going to do this. They said, ah, loco. You know, that's, like, that's the kind of attitude that people in the world have. I said, you know what? He said, well, do you have a job? No. Do you have a house over there? No. Do you know anybody over there? No. But I know one person that's going to take care of me and that's God. That's God. He's going to take care of you. He told me, Eddie, if you and your family go to be a minister in Houston, Texas, called Gulf Coast Bible College, I will take care of you. I will provide for you. Man, let me tell you, I got there, and it was in December, and it was before uh, they were having final exams, and everybody was going here and there. And I, I, here I was with my U-Haul there, and and I was just standing there looking at all of them going this and there. They had midterms and they were getting ready to go home the next day for vacation for two weeks. And all of a sudden this guy passed and he said, hey, I know you. And I said, yeah, I remember you came to Montgomery Place. You and some other guys sang over there. And I said, yeah, yeah. And he said, well, I said, are you coming to college? And I said, yeah, man. And he said, where are you staying? I said, well, I don't have a place. He said, here's my keys. You can stay there in my apartment. That's right there, he said. You can stay there for two or three weeks. He said, I'll be back. He said, by that time you should find. I said, oh, man. I said, are you sure? He said, of course I'm sure. So we took the U-Haul off and we stayed that night there. The next morning, it was Saturday. We got up and we're looking around, went and had breakfast and that. And, and we met this guy, Frank Ortiz and Irene. And they said, hey, what? What do you, who are you? And I said, oh, I'm, I just, I'm going to start in January. I said, I'm going to start college. God called me into the ministry. He said, oh, well, come on. He said, come on to my house. So we went to his house and he said, hey, you want to go to church with us tomorrow? Yeah. We followed him, went to church. We came back. We had dinner with him. And I was saying, wow. I said, I got to find a place. And, I, and he had, there was a newspaper there. So I started looking in the newspaper and they said, hey, look at this, a, a garage apartment. It was an apartment on top of a garage. And I said, hey, do you know where this place is at? Yeah, I said, it's not very far from the college. So I went there on Monday. Guess what? 
But nobody had seen the place. I was the first one there. I went in there and I talked to the guy. He said, yeah, man. Great price, everything. I said, all right. By the way, a house. That week I got a job. And I was there and I said, this is This is my faith. This is my faith that I cannot move away from. This is something that God has provided. He said he would provide. I got a job. I got a house. I got, oh, they called me in when I registered. And I said, hey, Eddie, where are you going to pay? How are you going to pay this $800? And I said, oh, I never thought about that. You mean we have to pay? We have to pay to go to college to be a minister. But anyway, and I said, ah, I, I don't know. I said, but I'm going to get it. He said, okay. And then uh, in, during the week, we had those uh, little boxes, and I went over there to the box, and I got a paper, and I said, come see me at the financial office. Oh, I don't want to go there. So I went over there, and I opened the door. Come on in, Eddie. I said, oh, I'm going to get the money. I'm, I don't know. I'm going to do it. said, calm down. He told me, sit down. And I said, oh, okay. I, I don't know if you knew, he said. I didn't see this till later on. I was doing some research, and he said, some lady from Oklahoma that met your pastor, said that you were going to college, and three years ago, three years ago, she sent $1,000. And he was still there. They wanted to give it away, but the, they kept saying, no. And he said, by the way, it's paid for, and you still have $200 left over. What did I say? Praise the Lord. He has provided. He provided. And let me tell you another wonderful thing. Every semester that I owed the money, Money would come in. Money from I don't know who. People I knew at work. Here and there. Hey, somebody came and paid your bill. I said, really? When I left college, guess how much money I owed? Zero. Zero. Huh? A lot of my brothers and my sisters I went there, they owed. And off to work they went. You know? But thank God, brother and sister, God provided. You think? That those four years, I were, me and my wife were strengthened. Our faith was built up. It was incredible. What God, I, if I was to tell you the whole four years, all that happened to us there, you would not believe it. Or yes, you would believe it. It's been 48 years since me and my wife have gotten saved. It's been 48 years. And we... We're immovable. Our faith is immovable. It has got, our faith has been built up more and more and more. And I want to say to you, I want to give my wife a thanks uh, for two things. One is that I wouldn't have been able to do it without God and her. She typed out my term papers and my bad spelling. She also helped me with... Uh, Different things that I had to do for natural science projects. Different things like that. I had the thought and everything, but she helped me through with that. Without her, I don't think I could have done it. I really do. <laughs> Second of all, next month, last year, this next month on February, me and my wife celebrated 50 years of being married. 50 years. I didn't even get a crown or a jewels or anything, but she did. But anyway, that's all right. So what I, I hope you're not bored because uh, uh, I'm, that's, that's not even beginning. That's the introduction of my unmovable. 
and you ain't going to move me from here. <laughs> but let me tell you, I want to I wanna read a scripture, and, uh, and it's found in Psalms, but it says, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or the advice of a wicked, or stands in the way of sinners, or sits in the seat of scoffer. Notice that he said, blessed is the man who does not do this. This is not good for Christians. We know what we came from, from deliverance. For God has delivered us from the power of darkness, transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son Jesus, in whom we have repentance and forgiveness of sin. Brother and sister, these are, he said, he said, blessed is the man, happy is the man that does not do these things. Doesn't walk in the council. Doesn't, why would anybody want to get advice from a wicked person? It's beyond me. But here we go. He says, don't stand in the way of sinners. Or sit in the seat of mockers or scoffers. When I think of that, when I, when I say they sit around... I always think of gossip. There's a lot of good technology out there, brother and sister, but I don't know anything about TikTok and all those other kind of stuff. But my wife had to, years ago told me, yeah, this man, they were airing all their dirty laundry, brother and sister. It was awful. I said, I wish they could get in there and say, hey, I know how you can get rid of it. Come to Jesus. You know, come to Jesus, man. You know, and it was great. And I, I wish that we could do more of that in those things, man. And he said, in the second verse, he says, But his delight, this person we're talking to, this is us, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And he meditates upon it ten and, day and night. I remember one time, I, when I see, hear about the law, I think about the Ten Commandments, brother and sister. They, I, I can remember one day I was driving somewhere and there was a church, I think it was a Nazarene church, and they had a billboard, and he said, God's Ten Commandments are not multiple choice. And I thought, wow, that, that'll preach. It will. Because let me tell you, the first four commandments, he talks about, about how we should love God, how we should not uh, uh, worship idols, remember to keep the Sabbath day holy, and all that. The other six and in John somewhere he said, God's commandments are not burdensome. And it's great, brother and sister. God gave us these ten commandments, brother and sister, to help us. He says, in the ten commandments, he says, love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And love your neighbor as yourself. If you love your neighbor, you're not going to kill him. You're not going to steal from him. You're not going to commit adultery. You're not going to do any of those other six things, brother. You're not going to do that. Those six things were for us to help us. I remember one time, I love prayer, brother and sister. There's three things I want you to, I want to give you real quick. And I'll go back more or less to them. But I said, there's three things. That I believe every Christian should do. I believe every Christian should pray. I believe every Christian should read his word. I believe every Christian should be a servanthood of Christ. I thought the other, as I was doing this sermon, I thought, I used to, I remember when I used to, I used to pray only when I was in trouble. 
That wasn't very often, but I was in jail a couple of times and all this kind of... But you know what, brother? I thought about it, and God said, yeah, you were in trouble when you prayed, and I still got you out of trouble. Now I pray that I won't get in trouble. Praise the Lord that I don't get in trouble anymore because I love the Lord. I love to pray. I love to study His Word, to show myself approved unto Him, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, that I may rightly divide the Word of truth through the power of His Holy Spirit, that I may receive wisdom, knowledge, understanding, great advice, power to be more obedient to His name. For I pray in Jesus' name. That's, that's one of my prayers that I do. And then God has told me, He said, I want you to be a good steward. Sometimes we think of our good steward of money, which is good. Good stewards of our home. But I want to be good stewards of those three things that I mentioned. Prayer, reading the Word, and being a servant. I thank the Lord for that. And I, when I think of these scoffers and people that, that, that do these things... They're, they're far away from God, but that doesn't mean that they can't come to know Jesus, brother. They can. In the law, he said, in the law, I meditate day and night. I, it, and he says, but his delight. In other words, he, he said, I want to delight in, in this. And then he said, he is like a tree that is planted by the streams of water. Let me back up a little bit, and I, I give you a scripture that's in Hebrews 11.6, where he says, um, For without faith, it is impossible to please him, God. He must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Brother and sister, the, my first point today, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just first point, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying. See, I, I already told you three pages, and you didn't even know it. Only got 20 more. I'm, I'm two. Anyway, anyway um, is it, we, the, the very first point that I want to give to you is without faith, it is impossible to please God. We must have faith to please God. It says it, that without faith, it is impossible to please Him. And listen to that. We must believe that He exists and that He is. I don't see how in the world People cannot see God in creation. God spoke it into existence. He said in Genesis, he said, the world was void and without form. And God said, let there be light. Let there be this. Let there be water. Let there be, I mean, he spoke it into existence, man. And we see it. And people that don't believe in God, I say, all I tell them, I said, hey, who made that mountain? Oh, uh, it's one of those, what, what do they call those people that, that uh, uh, what do they call them? No, no, the, um, and I can't think of it, I'm sorry. That they, they believe that it's a bang theory. Evolution. You know, you know what, have you ever seen anything that, that's a bang or an explosion that ever is good? I said, hey. If that would have been it, all this would have been rubble. I said, but look at the beauty of creation. Look at the ocean. I remember the first time I saw the ocean, I stood there like saying, oh my goodness. And when I went in the service, and when I finished my basic training and my AIT, and I went to Seattle, Washington, and they were shipping me to Korea, it took me 10 and a half hours to cross that ocean in a plane. 
ten and a half. I said, oh my goodness. I hope we don't crash. You, and I mean, I, I said, the beauty of God's creation. And even seeing our bodies, how they function. How they're healed and all kinds. Of, I mean, I can't believe that people cannot believe that God does not exist. So, brother and sister, without faith, it is impossible. We want to please God. So we must have a faith that is unshakable, a faith that is unmovable. Don't move away from God. I don't know, there's sometimes people, when crisis comes or something, and they pray, and they say, oh, God, where are you? Where, where have you gone? And God said, I haven't moved. If it's anybody that's moved, it's you. You know? In 1 Corinthians 15, 58, it said, Therefore, my beloved brother, be ye steadfast, immovable. Immovable, there's the word. Be ye steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Your labor in the church is not in vain. Your tithing is not in vain. Your service is not in vain. Your faith is being built up by you serving. Whatever you do, do something. It'll build your faith up. You'll say, oh man, you know what? There's, there's one thing I want to say is that so many people think, oh, I don't have the ability. God is more concerned about your availability than your ability. Let me tell you one thing. God, if you make yourself available, God will give you what you need. God will give you what you need. We must have faith. Oh God, thank God that He has never moved. God is staying the same yesterday, today, and forever. And God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Boy, was that a promise that God gave me when me and my wife went to school in college. I was one of those that was, that was going to be unsuccessful. Well, when God takes hold of you and you get saved and you come to the Lord Jesus and you serve Him and you do what you, what you need to do and when God calls you to do something, you do it, God will provide. God will provide. Don't follow the advice of the wicked. Don't ask for their advice. But ask the advice of the God. Ask advice from a good Christian person. My second point is, uh, is that without faith, salvation is not possible. I want to turn to, I know that many of you have seen and, and read Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, but I want to read it to you again. I'm coming. This one, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. Galatians, Ephesians. Sorry. I'll find it. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. What a powerful scripture. Oh, I'm on three. No wonder I can't find it. For it is by grace 
you have been saved through faith. And this is not of yourself. It is a gift of God. Not by works so that no one should boast. Oh, brother and sister, I could, I could stand here and give you two hours of my testimony. I was an alcoholic. I, was a, I did drugs. I cursed. I smoked cigarettes. And I don't know what else. Because I don't want to tell my wife. <laughs> But let me tell you something, brother and sister. I started... Re I, let me tell you one thing. When I bought that big old Bible, it was the best 1995 I ever spent in my life because it actually saved my life. I've seen commercials, oh, this cream will save your life. No, it won't. It'll smooth your skin, but it ain't going to save your life. How many times a different commercial, oh, this, it saved my life. Let me tell you one thing. I want to go down there and make a commercial and say, and get this big old Bible and say, hey, you know this Bible? It'll save your life. It'll save your life. Let me tell you one thing, brother and sister. I didn't have any, when I, when God, I, when I got a, I didn't know the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. And, uh, and I, somewhere along First Kings and stuff, it looks like my, my half, like three months of my life had passed before me. And I woke up and I said, no cravings for alcohol. Because I tried to quit and I was very unsuccessful. No more drugs. No more cigarettes. No cravings on none of that. No cravings whatsoever. And I said, this is a miracle. And I, I said, I honestly believe, brother and sister, that salvation is a miracle. I believe that every person that gets saved is a miracle. I truly believe that, brother and sister. I, I hear people say, I got saved by accident. I said, what? I said, I, I said, you mean you tripped over and fell on the floor and had an accident and you woke up and you were saved? Oh, not quite. Somebody was praying for you. Somebody loved you. Somebody testified. You went to church. You, had the, you heard the gospel. You heard a song of Jesus. But it was no accident that we are saved. It was no accident that God came into my life. And let me tell you one thing. I, 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 I was kind of confused because I kept saying, hearing people, I kept going and, and, and people said, oh man, I got saved. And I said, got saved from what? And I was kind of embarrassed to ask him, what, what do you mean, you know? And, and in actuality, brother and sister, I, I'm sorry to, to tell you this. Please uh, forgive me, I got to get a drink of water. But I really kind of believed, brother and sister, at that time that I was the only person saved. Even though I had not said the sinner prayer, but it was because of the word. And I didn't even know about the Holy Spirit, but God, but through his Holy Spirit, convicted me of what I was doing. And God delivered me to show me how much power God really had to deliver me. He delivered me from the power of darkness. He transferred me into the kingdom of his beloved son, Jesus, in whom I had repentance and forgiveness of sin. I know that I mentioned that twice, but I could not help it. And I said to myself, what power is this? What faith have I gone? How do I don't even deserve it? And God, in his mercy, was 
Yeah, I want to read another scripture, brother and sister, and I love this, and I, I truly believe this with all my heart. It's found in Jeremiah 29. Come on, Jeremiah, where are you? Oops. Got to go forward. Be, be patient with me. I'll get it. There it is, Jeremiah. Let me take you to, to uh, Jeremiah 29. And I love this, and I pray that you will mark it in your Bible. It says, for I know the plans I have for you. God had a plan for me. When I started reading his word, he said, I got a plan for you, Eddie. I wasn't hearing him very well. I, I went to read the Bible just to read it because I never read it. In the church that I attended, I went to catechism. I went to uh, uh, church. My mom made us go to church. And then she said, you have to make your first Holy Communion. And guess what? Me and my brother failed. We did. We, we failed catechism. They said, no, you can't make your first Holy Communion. We went, me and my brother were stood over there before my mom like this. Mom, we failed catechism. She said, what? <laughs> what? Oh, man, she was very upset. And then the next time that it enrolled, we were in there, and we better pass it. I even failed confession. How in the world can you fail confession? <laughs> and I told my mom, I said, Mom, I got to go to the church, and I got to go in one of those little booths, and uh, the nun is going to be there, and, and I got I to gotta do my act of contrition, and I got to... She said, you failed confession? She wanted to get... You know, so I went... And I passed it. And you know what? Every time I go to confession before God, it says, if we confess your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive you of all your sins and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. I said, oh, I thank God for First John 1, 9. Because I have the confidence to come into the throne of grace where there is mercy and grace in help and time of need. Uh, for, uh, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Then you will call upon me. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me. And I will listen. Do you know that God listens to our prayer? I hope you do. You know what trouble I have sometimes? I, have, I go and I ask God and I tell him this and that. I have trouble sometimes listening to what God wants to tell me. And I've been praying all the, the beginning of the year. I've been praying, oh God, I want to listen to your spirit. Oh God, I want to listen to your word. I want to listen to you, Lord. I want to hear you. Because God not through with me yet. He's not through with you too. Hallelujah. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me. When you seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you. There's another one that I like. He said, it says, God the Father will will we'll let you find him. I really like that. I said, oh, thank God. That when I was reading the word, 
My faith was increasing. Little did I know. The, I was, I, let me tell you one thing. When somebody, when God delivers you from something great, brother and sister, and you've been doing something for God or reading the word or praying, you say, it didn't come from me. Because I tried to stop drinking and I failed in two weeks. I was like a lion pacing the floors. And after the second week, I told my wife, I can't, I, I got to have a drink. I got to have a drink. But when God took a hold of me, no more pacing. No, he just, it, the power of deliverance is, is amazing. I still have my potty mouth. You know what I'm talking about. But thank God, I kept working on it. Kept reading the Bible. I read the word at, at, at lunch at work, and I kept on and on and on. But God, with his immense love, his immense faithfulness, his immense giving us his... I mean, I love that scripture in Romans where it says, for God has demonstrated his love to the toward us in that while we were still sinners, God sent his son Jesus to die for us, to suffer for us, to shed his blood for us, even while we were still sinners. Man, the blood of Christ is powerful, brother. His love is powerful. The fruits of the Spirit is powerful. Oh, I thank the Lord. I didn't find God. God found me. And I think of that scripture in, 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 in 2 Chronicles 7.20. And I, have, I believe that it's such a prophetic thing that we needed, our country needed, our politician needed. It says, where it says, um, 2 Chronicles 27, it says, um, oh, if you come, no, I'm sorry. Can't remember it. I, I had it. I, I got it in my heart, but I can't say it. Uh, wait a second. Uh, if my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sins, and heal their land. Boy, does this country need healing. Does this country need healing? Do our politicians need healing? Brother Richard needs healing. Thank the Lord he's going to get healed. He uses the physician, but I pray that, that Jesus will be the great physician in it. I thank God, brother and sister. I truly believe with all my heart that this nation... I, mean, I Last Sunday from Brother Richard said that this country is no longer called one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. For the first time in, a, in however many years that this nation is not considered a Christian nation. That, that hurt me. I said, oh, no. Let... I pray for our politicians, brother and sister. But I also rebuke them. I rebuke them that they're supporting homosexuality. I rebuke them when they support abortion. I rebuke for the division. I'm, please forgive me. I don't mean to talk about politicians, but it hurts me. 
that our country is in such division. But let me tell you one thing that I truly believe, brother and sister. I truly, truly believe if this nation of ours, all the Christian people will gather together and pray, call upon the Lord, and He will answer you, and He will show you great and mighty things that we know not of. He is the only one that can change this country back to what it was. And we, as Christian people, we are an immovable faith, brother and sister. We need to continue to pray, to read the word, to pray for our president, to pray for Brother Richard, to pray for our board members. Man, when I see this building, five years before we got it, I went to Brother Richard and I said, Brother Richard, I'm praying for a new building. We were running three services. I'm praying for a new building. Brother, he said, brother, I am too. There's a lot of people praying. He said, we're looking, we're looking. We found a warehouse somewhere. I'm not even going to tell you where, but it, it, no, God said no. But listen to me, brother and sister. This was a nightclub. Now it's a praise, praise worship place, man. Thank the Lord. Brother and sister, let me tell you one thing. I believe all the people that, if you were praying, let me tell you one thing. I truly believe with all my heart that our prayers reach God. And let me, I mean, when I, I thought this was the only thing that we got. And then Brother Richard said, no, we own all these little shops. Man, let me tell you one thing. That didn't get done just by getting it done. Thank God for all the people that were praying that our board members, I don't know whose idea it was, or they got together and said, hey, we have an opportunity to, to buy all this. What? Let's, let's do it. Thank God for people that we trust in the board that are good people, Christian people, that they see what God wants us to do. And this is not the only thing. We might have to move from here when pretty soon we're going to be running three services. I hope we get filled up. I pray every Saturday. I said, God, fill your church. Fill them, fill them all. Fill them. Man, does that say one minute and 21 seconds? I'm not even sure. Oh, man, no, and I got to hurry up. I'm sorry. I, 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 I was preaching, bro. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. Thank the Lord. Um, well, let me go to, let me, salvation. Oh, oh. Oh, I'm sorry, brother and sister. That's all right. We got time. Okay. Okay. And the third thing I want to say, brother and sister, is without faith, it is impossible for us to bear fruit. I want to read, I want to read you a, a scripture in Colossians. I love this. I try to memorize it, and I have it memorized, but uh, for your sake, I, I bumble and stumble and say, in, in Colossians 1, verse 9, it says, For this reason, since the day that we heard about you. He's talking about the salvation. I thank God that people prayed for me when I was a Christian. Because I was a boisterous Christian. I used to go in the church and I would check up people, man. I'd wake them up. Let me tell you one thing. I learned more in three years than half of those people have been there sent for 20 years. I'm serious, brother. They didn't like me. But I didn't know that. I didn't really care. Because people used to go down there and tell me, hey man, can you go visit some so and so, my neighbor? He needs salvation. I said, you mean to tell me you don't know about salvation, brother? Why don't you go? I'll go, but 
Come on, man. You know, but it says, for this reason, since the day that we heard of it, we have not stopped praying for you. Now, this is what they're praying for. And he said, asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And again, he says, and we pray this. And we pray this in order that you may live a, that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and that you will please Him in every respect and every way and that you bear fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience and joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the, of the saints in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued you and delivered you from the power of darkness. Ah, that's powerful. That's powerful, brother. Prayer is powerful. He wants them to get knowledge. He wants them to receive the Holy Spirit. He wants them to get wisdom, knowledge, understanding. He wants them to get power to be more obedient. I truly believe that faith and obedience go hand in hand. I really do believe it, brother and sister. I believe that they go hand in hand. Because when we have faith, we'll obey. When we obey, we have faith. Our faith is being built up so that when crisis come in your life, you will not be scattered. You will stay right there firm in your faith and say, I believe that God is going to keep me from going somewhere else that I shouldn't go. I believe that God's going to keep me from doing things that I shouldn't be doing. Thoughts that come into our lives. Oh, brother and sister, it hurt so much when we lost our grandson. But I, my faith, and, and you know what was really hurtful was when the first trial that they had, it was a mistrial. It broke my heart. But I said, I still believe in you, God. I believe in you. I shall not be moved. I shall not be moved. Nobody can shake the faith. God, you promised me that you will give me justice. And I kept praying, and I kept praying, and I kept believing, I kept obeying. My faith was even stronger. The devil couldn't shake my faith. He couldn't throw me down. He couldn't do nothing to me, man. When we had the second trial, it went swiftly. I couldn't attend the trial because they were showing my, my grandson's body, and I couldn't stand to see that. But then I remember... That day, so vividly, I remember that day when my wife called crying on the phone. And I, I had been praying, and I heard the phone, so I went down there, and I called. And she was crying, and uh, I said, Merlinda, come down. What's the matter? What happened? What happened, Merlinda? What? what? Oh, they found him guilty in all charges. The burden that was lifted up from me. I knelt and I said, oh God, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for giving us justice. There's a lot of people in this city and in this nation that cannot get justice. But I truly believe that it was the 
God was hearing our prayers. He listened to our prayers. He heard my cry. He heard, he, he sensed my hurt. He knew my hurt. He knew my pain. But oh, God does have justice. Just, justice is mine, says the Lord. I shall repay. I shall repay. I feel for those young people that killed my grandson. I feel for their families. But they must suffer the consequences. They cannot imagine the hurt and the pain and the suffering that we have gone through. But thank God, he mends my hurt. He mends my pain. He will never leave me no person. But you see, it says for us to bear fruit in every good word. He wants us to bear fruit, brother and sister. He wants us to bring, bring somebody to the Lord. He wants us to bring somebody to church. That they may hear the gospel. Brother and sister, I have a privilege on Sunday mornings at the 11 o'clock service where people get saved. I have the privilege of going in and there. I read them the Roman road. I tell them this is a, more or less the prayer that Brother Richard did. I tell them, can I pray with you? It's a, it's a glorious time for me. I said, oh my God. And I get to pray with them during the week, man. Oh, I remember one time, brother and sister, at, at uh, Carla, I remember I had like 28 in that prayer room. 28 salvations in one day. I don't know what the, the amount is every year. It doesn't matter, but we want to pray that people will come to the Lord. I believe that all of us, brother and sister, have a family member that needs salvation. Please pray for him. Please pray for her. Pray for them, brother. Pray earnestly that God will send his love and his, and his conviction, his convincing power that they need Jesus. How much time more do I have? <laughs> No, no. Oh, man, I love this. I love it. I'm thank you. Brother and sister, I want you to, one of the greatest things that we can do, brother and sister, is be consistent in our walk of salvation. I love that word consistency, brother and sister. Consistency. Be consistent in coming to church. Be consistent in faith. In, in faithfulness. That's what your faith is unmovable, brother and sister. But by you serving, it will increase your faith that when something bad happens, you can say, God's going to help me through this. God's going to help me through this. God's going to help me. He has not left me. You tell the devil, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. God has not left me nor forsaken me. Oh, thank you. Be consistent, brother and sister. Don't miss because you just want to miss. And, and I hate to say it, don't watch football. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all of you that are... Uh, never mind. Anyway, uh, I remember one time uh, I hadn't seen this brother in church. And I used to see him all the time. All the, he was a veteran. Uh, I, I felt sorry for him because he was a cowboy fan or something like that. Anyway, one of those teams. But anyway... I hadn't seen him in over a year and a half. And I was at home and I got a text and I said, well, he said, can you please go see our brother? He's a veteran. He's in the veteran hospital. And I went to go see him. Guess who it was? It was that person that I hadn't seen. And I told him, brother, I thought you had gone to a different church or... I, 
man, Brother Eddie, I don't know what happened. I started missing, and then I started going, and then I started missing, and then I wasn't consistent, and this, and I feel so bad. And I said, brother and sister, rededicate your life. That's the privilege I have. I have this privilege. And I, and I said, you need to rededicate your life, brother. You need to rededicate your life to the Lord. He said, oh, man. He said, now I'm in a wheelchair. I'm here sick. He said, and I want to go to church, and I can't go to church. And I do believe that one of the times he did come in, in, the, in the church, in the wheelchair, but he came, and I was so glad that I was able to talk to him. I told him, you need to get to back to reading the word. You need to come and pray, brother. Said, you need to do this. Keep, don't give up. Don't give up. It wasn't very long when he passed away. But I was thankful, brother, that I was able to go. Be consistent, brother and sister. Be consistent in your service. Be consistent in your tithing. Let me tell you one thing. I, I, as long as I've been tithing, I've never, ever have been starving. I've never, ever not had a house. I've never, ever not had a car. I've never, ever had, 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 you can name it. God has provided. God will provide you. He said, he, he says in his word, test me, test me. And see if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you won't even be able to get it. Thank the Lord, man. Be consistent. Be bear fruit in every good work and increase in the knowledge of God. Oh, thank the thank the name of the Lord, Hito. Thank the name of the Lord. I think I better finish. I, somehow I, I got 10 more minutes. It says 10, 10. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Believe it or not, that used, to be, that used to be the number where they called the police. <laughs> that was back in 1950s. Oh, never mind. I'm telling my age. Okay. Okay, brother and sister, I'm going to finish, but I got to read this to you. I got to read the Romans, brother and sister. I'm trying to memorize this. I think it's so good, man. Romans chapter 8, starting with verse 35. Now I want you, this, this, this is unmovable faith. I hope that Brother Richard doesn't get mad at me because I didn't mention it. Everything that I mentioned, Brother Richard, is unmo unmovable faith. Because everything that I said will not move our faith from loving and serving and praying and all that. But listen to this, bro. This is unmovable faith right here too. Romans 8, 35 through 39. Who shall separate us from the love of God, from the love of Christ? Shall troubles or hardships or persecution or famines or nakedness or dangers or a sword? As it is written... Paul is talking to you. For your sake, we face death all, long, all day long. For your sake, we are considered as sheep to the slaughter. No! In all these things, we are more than conquerors. Through Him who loved us. For I am convinced, I am convinced that our unfailing, our unfailing Faith 
I am convinced that neither death, nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither the things present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither heights, nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Wow, brother. If I would have just read that and said, let's go home, it would have been good enough. But I know you probably would have looked at me and said, hey, where are you going? We want to hear more. <laughs> thank the Lord. Oh, thank the Lord, brother and sister. One more scripture. Uh, you know, I'm getting paid by the hour. You know that. <laughs> I told you this scripture in the beginning. and said, listen to me. This is un unmovable faith. Therefore my, therefore, my beloved brethren, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give of yourself fully to the work of the Lord. Because you know, I hope you know it, that I hope you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Hallelujah, brother. Thank God for salvation. Thank God for his love. Thank you for being here tonight. Thank you for being patient with me. Thank you for loving me. Even while I was yet a sinner. Oh, that's God. But brother and sister, let me tell you. Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing. I don't care how old you are. You know what? One, one more thing. I got to say this, brother and sister. God just gave it to me. I remember the first time that when we were in Southside, we weren't very big, but... We were there. But I'll tell you one thing. I, I told Brother Richard that I wanted to start a disciples class. That was one of, that was one of the ones that we, me and my wife did when we got saved. At New, it was called Montgomery Place Church of God with Brother Curtis. It was called Converts Class. They're called Converts Class, Believers Class, Disciples Class. You name it, that's, that's the, it, it's, it's beginning class. It's the beginning of your foundation with Jesus. If you've never attended the Disciples Class, You need to. I don't care how old you are. Let me tell you, when I put it out, I thought a lot of young people were going to come. Lynn Netherly and his wife, Ginny, she's gone to be with the Lord. Uh, uh, let, let's see. Uh, Lynn Netherly, uh, Joe Hernandez, uh, Carmelita, Carmelita and Armando. Man, did we have a good time? Oh, I used to get those. There was 12 courses. It talked about baptism. It talked about tithing. It talked about uh, reading the word. It talked about discipleship. It talked about the, it, 12 lessons. They were incredible. They, they would give them to me, and they would fill them out, and I would get them, and then I would go, and I would, I would grade them. I was a tough teacher. I was tough. I got this red marker and I would do this and I would put some on this scripture and that and that. And Lynn Dethery saw it. Oh, what's all those red marks? I said, that's my input, I said. But I said, look at your grade. It's an A. I remember Brenda, uh, Joe Barillas' daughter, man. I did that in their home too. Man, I tell you, when I got her paper... She had five papers attached to it. She didn't miss anything. And I said, you ought to be teaching this class. I said, I'm going to get this red marker. I'll find something, I said. 
But anyway, they were all old pe older people. I, brother and sister, let me, you're not too old to learn. Brother and sister, attend the disciples class, brother and sister. It will bless you. You will learn things that you said, wow, I didn't know that. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to keep you this much. But I just, I truly believe, brother and sister, that nothing can move us from the faith that we have in God. Because the, the scripture says, man, that we have not even donned or prepared of what God has for us in heaven. Boy, brother, you, you cannot imagine, brother and sister. When you get there, you might even have a heart attack. No. But anyway, thank you. God bless you. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. I'm sorry, brother. Thank you, church. Thank you, Pastor Eddie, for a wonderful message. Where are you going? Where are you going? <laughs> hey, church, we want to remind you of uh, our services on Sunday. We would love to have you back. And Church, why don't we celebrate Pastor Eddie and the message the Lord has put on his heart. Amen. And we want to remind you about earnest services. And if you have not been able to get involved there and invite you one more time. If you'd like to be a part of that, we'd appreciate you could be there. We dismiss you in the name of the Lord, church. Amen.